Hello and welcome to Balanced Health Now podcast. I'm your certified functional nutrition health coach and your host, Sydney Torres. Today, I get to hang out with Kathy Ross, and we're going to be talking all about being your own patient advocate. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Hi, Sydney. I am great and excited to be here today. I know I'm excited to have you here and I'm just excited to talk all about being your own patient advocate. But before we, before we get started, um, I just want to share a little bit about you. You are, you've been a registered nurse since 1983. You worked in open heart recovery room, the ICU room for adults and children. You owned your own private home health agency for eight years, and then you sold it in 2019. So with that being said, Kathy, I want to hear your story and how you got to where you are today. Well, as you said, I've been a registered nurse for a long, long time. And um, I I knew that I never wanted to stay at the bedside. Um, So I went back and I got a master's in business, but along the way, got married and had kids and in started with twins and then had another one and then had another one. So I have four adult children now, but back in 2004, when the twins were not, they were 13 and the youngest was four, my husband left on, on his motorcycle with a group for a ride in the hill country in Texas. And they didn't make it very far because he was hit by another car that came across the median of the highway. And when her wheel stuck to the pavement, she slammed, her trunk slammed into my husband. And he flew a good 30, 40 feet from his motorcycle. And from there, you know, his friends did not call because they thought he was dying. And so they were gonna all ride home and tell me he was dead, but he started breathing on his own and Lifelight picked him up and took him. And that was when it really hit me that nobody was there to look out for all of him because if you're in a trauma center, it's only fun if you've got sexy injuries. So when I had seen his chest x-ray and I knew that he had fluid around his lung, but nobody was doing anything about it. And he'd had three, four surgeries and they kept yelling at him to take a deep breath. And so I finally, I said to one of the doctors, you need to show me his films. And they're like, well, ma'am. And I'm like, no, you need to show me his films. So he took me in a little side room and he pulled up his films and he just kind of went, oh, and I said, yeah. All the yelling in the world at this man to take a deep breath isn't going to fix his breathing because his lung is collapsed because of the fluid around it. He goes, you're right. And they went and fixed it. But that wasn't sexy. It was way more fun to put his femur back together where he had snapped the ball off of it, where he had crushed his tip fib, where his hand had been crunched into multiple pieces. And fixing that lung was just not sexy. And that's when I figured out that if you don't have somebody or yourself who's pulling for your whole body, parts of you get left behind. And after that experience, my husband and I were talking and we said, you know, people don't have a you. 
People don't. And he said, they need a you. And I went, oh, okay. So I opened a home health agency and provided these types of services, but I also had caregivers. And I had 60 plus employees uh, for a number of years. And in 2019, I just got to where I was tired. And I knew I still wanted to help people, but I was tired of the caregivers and tired of all that went with it. And that was when I decided that I would just do the patient advocacy part. And so I've been doing it since 2011, and I've done it for years with our friends. Um, but it was, you know, people are like, why are you still working? It's like, because I love it. And people need an advocate, and they need to learn how to be their own advocate. And you and I don't have the doctor that our parents have. When we went to the doctor with our mom or dad, that doctor knew everything about you. They knew when you were born, they knew what happened, and, and they knew everything. And the world has completely turned upside down. And your doctor just knows about your heart or your gallbladder or your big toe. They don't know you. And it's not that they're not doing their job, it's how medicine has evolved. And so I believe that my, my job is to teach people to be their own best advocate. And that if they're not able to do that for themselves, then they need to bring somebody else along. Because without it, you get lost. Your gallbladder may be taken care of, um, but the rest of you is going to be very lost. And so that's how I ended up here. I've taken care of, you know, my son had SVT with, with supraventricular tachycardia. And they would tell me he's fine. And I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> so you, you just have to be willing to believe in yourself and in your gut. And we've been told for so long that the doctor has spoken. And you just don't know what you're talking about. And it's just not true. Yeah, and I just want to say yes. Um, it, it 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 is not true, and just because the doctor has, you know, we always get into like that mindset, like, oh, they've got MD after their name. Oh, they went to med school for eight years. Oh, they know better. But that's not always the case, and mm -hmm. that's where, like you said, we need to educate ourselves, and we need to speak up for ourselves, speak up mm -hmm. for our health, because nobody is going to care for our health like we do. Right. So that kind of just um, trans transitions me into the doctors are very, very busy these days. Um, they have so many patients, one doctor, and they have to see so many different patients. So can you talk about how we can maximize our time when we um, are seeing our healthcare practitioner? Absolutely. So one of the things that I've created is for my clients, and I give it away to anybody freely who asks for it, is a two-page form. And on that form, it talks about the at the very top, it gives them your basic information. It gives you list all the diagnoses that you know about. And then one of the things that needs to happen and that it's not easy to do, but we all walk around with many computers in our pockets. 
one of the things that we, we need to do is to track our symptoms. And so I ask my patients to, on a daily basis, before they go to bed, sit down and write down, what did, what did you have? You know, did your elbow hurt? Did your knee hurt? Did your tummy hurt? What's going on, right? So if you will track that information over time, you can then give the doctor good information because no longer do they know you. They, they just can't. The way we're set up, it is not possible for them to know you the way you want them to. So on my form, I have your name, your appointment date, who you're seeing and why. Is this a wellness visit? Is this a sick visit? And then there's a, two little guys standing there and it says, okay, put an X where I hurt and then put how, how bad the pain is, right? So you can show the doctor where you have pain. Then below that is a list of your symptoms. I had a tummy ache, you know, for the last three months, I had one 15 times. Um, my elbow hurt 10 times. Whatever it is, whatever discomfort you're feeling, the more information you can give that doctor, the better they can are at putting the puzzle pieces together. And you literally are a puzzle walking in their door. And when you leave out one of the symptoms because you don't think it's important, you leave out a piece of the puzzle. So, and the reason I give my clients the form is twofold. So on the breast, on the back side of the page is what are your concerns and questions? So as the time goes on before that doctor's appointment, pull this thing out, write your question. Oh, I'm wondering why I'm still taking this medicine that I've been on for 10 years. Um, I'm wondering why after I bicycle, my big toe hurts. Um, I'm wondering if maybe I don't tolerate spicy foods anymore. Whatever it is, write it down. And then here's the kicker. Here's the hard part. Are you ready? When you walk in the doctor's office, you hand them the piece of paper and you are silent because you need to give them time to read it and you want them to read the whole thing. Most of the time, if we go in and we try to tell the story, you know, I rode my bike six times and my toe hurt every time after I rode. And I was, you know, I was going down to the park and I took the dog. And then when I ate Mexican food six times in the last month, my stomach hurt. And oh, by the way, I went to Gringo's and I went to Nymphas and I went to here. So we, we don't do ourselves any favors because we start running amok with the story. And when the doctor hears something that they think they can fix, generally and not intentionally, they stop you. So you don't get to the rest of the story. So if you go in with your piece of paper and you have all your symptoms, how frequently you had it, you can even put a date down for when you had it. You can put down all of your symptoms and load that into that document. Put down all of your questions. I don't care how silly you think they are. I don't think how, care how far-fetched you think they are. You know, I wanna know my doctor added this medicine and I wanna know if this medicine is causing any problems based on the other medicine I'm taking, whatever it is, but you gotta hand it to them and be quiet. And so that they, and if they try to talk to you before they turn the page over, you say, just a minute, I need you to read the back. 
and then you're silent. And then you wait and let the doctor start the conversation. And that way you have gone in and given them as much information as you can in as little time as possible so that you then have time to get your questions answered. Because most of us go over the river and through the woods and back around grandma's house to tell them a story. Because that's how we remember what happened to us. But it isn't helpful for maximizing your time with the doctor. And so with that, you can, boom, zero in on what's going on. You know, you can put in there, my dog died three weeks ago, I'm sad. Whatever it is that's going on, add it to that page so that they have it. And it needs to be a working document. It needs to be something that you use. But, you know, if you book a doctor's appointment, you need to start documenting symptoms. You need to start documenting what's going on if it's a sick visit. And I have my clients actually just document symptoms year round. You never know when something minor is going to become something big. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just want to say for everybody listening out there, I know you may be thinking like, oh, my gosh, this is just going to be too cons- too time consuming uh, for me to keep track of my signs, my symptoms, what mm-hmm. I ate, um, how much I'm going to the bathroom if I'm not going to the bathroom. But I just want to say it is worth every single second. It is worth the effort because like Kathy said, it's like, we are puzzles. And by you writing down that sign or that symptom or whatever, it's just, it's, it's giving you more ammunition to start helping you connect the dots in your unique story. And mm-hmm. I used to not want to document anything. I, I had that mindset, like, you know what? this is just taking too much of my time. But when I started to have gut dysfunction, you better believe I started really taking the time, writing down what I ate, like everything. And it's just amazing when you go back, you could like really start to see the trends and put together those pieces and say, oh, okay, well, when I eat um, string beans, that just makes my stomach bloat up. And it's just so amazing and so great just to be able to have like those aha moments and be like, ah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, And I like too, Kathy, how you have created um, this this documentation. Um, And if we could, I want to get that documentation from you. So maybe we could put that in the show notes for the listeners, because I think that is, that is going to be so valuable because I just want to say I could have used this form like two weeks ago when I went to the doctor for I went to the ENT because I was having all sorts of sinus and I got lost in the story. I was like, okay, this, this, I went through the woods. I went through the park. I mean, I went every which way and he did stop me, you know, and I left there and I was like, oh, I didn't tell him about X, Y, and Z. So I just think having that documentation is just not only going to benefit you and your health, it's just going to make your, your practitioner's job that much easier and just really streamline streamlining the process. 
Yeah, I mean, we as business people and as you know, parents and, and whatever, we spend hours preparing for meetings and for presentations. But when we go to the doctor, we're like, I'm off the cuff. Let me, let me see if I can remember how many times I've had a headache. Let me see if I can remember. And, and we can't. And I tell people, you spend a ton of time getting ready for business meetings and your life doesn't depend on it. But the time that we spend getting ready for an appointment with a physician, your life really does depend on it. And if you can make better use of that time, you can come out of there with a better outcome, potentially. Now, realizing, as you said, every doctor is not the same. So if you're not, if your doctor looks at this document and is like, I don't know what you want me to do with this, chances are you need to go find a different doctor because they, they want, most doctors want to do their best for you. And the ones that you want to see want to give you their best. So when you come in with a tool that can help them to do that, if they're not excited about it, you probably need to start looking for somebody who is more excited to have you as a partner in the healthcare decision-making process. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that kind of um, brings me to like my next question, researching and selecting a good provider that will be a really good fit for um, a good fit for you. So could you talk about maybe what you look for when you are uh, looking for a provider? Looking for a provider online is always an interesting thing. Um, you know, you can go and read reviews and the difficult about part about that is sometimes if you're needing a surgeon, the person who makes everybody feel happy may not be the best surgeon. So depending upon what you're looking for, if you're looking for expertise in the operating room, not necessarily good patient interaction, then you go read about the surgery. If you want both, it's gonna take a little bit longer sometimes to find that where people are happy with the outcome of the surgery and happy with their bedside manner. And you know, there is nothing wrong with interviewing a physician. There is nothing wrong with getting a second or third opinion. So if you're having a problem, there is absolutely, it is okay to go set up an appointment, ask them your questions. And then if it doesn't feel good to you, then you need to trust your gut. You need to trust that you know this isn't right. And we have been taught for so long that doctors are G-O-D. And so how dare you think that, you know, the way they talk to you should be any different than the way that they choose to talk to you. And, and you, we just don't really have to put up with that. There are lots of doctors out there. Now in some specialists, you know, specialties, there's maybe two or three, but it is okay to go in and sit down and have an appointment with them. It may cost you your copay, but it is well worth it to find out whether or not they are a good fit for you. And 
it is well worth it to, to invest that time. Have your questions ready for them. How many times have you dealt with, you know, gallstones? How many times have you treated stage four colon cancer? How many times have you treated gut dysbiosis? You know, and what were your outcomes, right? So we typically don't ask those questions. We just assume that every doctor takes care of what we're there to see them for. And, and we typically don't ask. So, and it is okay to say, gee, doc, how many hip replacements have you done? What is your infection rate? What has been your success rate? What has been your readmission rate? All that information is out there and available. There is absolutely nothing wrong with asking those questions. And if they start getting flustered and defensive, it's probably a good time to get your bag, get your stuff, head for the, for the door. Yeah, that's a, a telltale sign that this is not going to be a good fit for me. I'm going to move on to somebody that I resonate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, energy is a real thing. Energy is real. And when the energy is good, you know it. And when the energy is bad, you know it. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. Yeah. I, sorry to interrupt you, but I was just going to say, um, just like you were saying earlier, just really being able to listen to your gut. That, that as my husband him. calls it, the spidey sense. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And you have to believe it. Don't let somebody, I mean, I had a gentleman tell me he spent nine months um, in, no, excuse me, two months in pain uh, from a catheter. And he finally kept telling the home health nurses that he was miserable. And they said, well, that's just how it is. So he never called his doctor and he went in and his doctor changed it out, changed the catheter out. And he was like, he said, I was so fearful that I was like on the table, you know, gripping it. And there was a dent in the foam. And he said, the doctor says, what's going on? He said, this thing hurts. And he's like, well, it shouldn't. And he said, but that isn't what the nurses have been telling me for the last two months. And so when he changed out that catheter, he, everything went, was great, but he didn't trust that he was, that something was not right because other people were telling him, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. And, and you and I don't have to go with, that's just the way it is. So like for those people who, who are listening, I know we, they've probably, We've all experienced that situation um, in the healthcare where they've they've told us that's just the way it is, um, or they don't listen to our concerns, and um, we're just kind of like blown off. What are some ways we can be heard? Um, I guess what are some ways that if that happens, that we could really make our doctors or our nurses say, "Hey." you know what, take me seriously and just stop blowing me off. Sometimes it works to say, if this was your mother or father or your son or daughter, would you be dismissing their concerns? Um, Sometimes if you bring it back into, I'm a real person, um, you know, if I was your son or daughter, would you be listening to me? If I was your mother or father, would you be listening to me? You know, And sometimes I just ask, how can I better communicate to you what's going on? Because 
And and then if they're like, well, it's just nothing. Well, it, it's time to walk. It's just time to walk. Um, you know, when my daughter was seven, she'd had febrile seizures and we're in the emergency room. And they said, how old is she? And I said, seven. And the doctor said, well, she should have stopped having them by the time she's five. And I said, she didn't read your book. I said, you're going to treat her for the seizure or are we just going to look at her? And so I was like, well, okay. But, you know, sometimes you just have to just stop them and, and ask a very sincere question. What, what method do I need to use? What words do I need to use for you to hear me? And if you cannot get through to them, then it's just not a good fit for you. Right. So one of my next questions for you is saying no. <laughs> Let's talk about that word, saying no um, and refusing, refusing a procedure or refusing the advice that our practitioner is giving us. Can you just speak a little bit to that? Sure. So for those of you that love Dr. Google, and WebMD, those are not the places to go to get your information. However, there are places to go on the internet to get good information. And there are times, and this is what I do for our clients, there are times when the doctor's suggesting a procedure or he's suggesting a medication or something. And the pain, you know, my client is like, I don't really think I want to do that. So when those circumstances arrive, and one of the places you can use is google.com forward slash scholar, S-C-H-L-A-R, L-O-R, L-O-R. That will take you to information that is vetted, not to Dr. Google and not to WebMD. But you can go out there, and again, this is what we do for our clients, and research what's going on in the world. We had a client that they wanted to put a pacemaker in because that was the standard. And we're like, well, it's not in Germany and it's not in Canada. And we brought the research in and said, here's what the research says. Can we talk about it? Because it takes typically 10 years for best practices to make it down to the frontline physicians. So if a prescription makes you nervous, you just need to ask them, is there anything else I can do before I take this pill? And then you may have to get a patient advocate or find a functional medicine physician or go do some research on your own as to what else can I do? Or am I willing to live with the condition, right? Which is okay if you want to live with the condition, that's an option. So, but you do need to let your doctor know and not at the in that visit, you are not obligated to tell them yay or nay, right? You can send them a message after. You need time to digest what they're telling you and to think it through and understand what it means to you and to your life and your plans to have a procedure or to add a medication to your regimen. So go home, think about it, do some research, not WebMD, and Find out what is being done in the world because the United States is not the leader in cancer care. We are not the leader in a number of different diagnoses. Believe it or not, I think Russia is the leader in eye care. 
Germany is the leader in cancer care. Um, so there are many other countries that are doing amazing things with care. And in the United States, we tell people, get your affairs in order. You're dying. You'll be dead in six months. You could go send your biopsy to Germany and you might get to live a lot longer. It just depends. So because they have suggested something doesn't mean you're obligated to do it. You do need to be upfront with your physician and say, these are the reasons that I've chosen not to take that path. And here's what I have chosen to do. A, live with it. B, maybe I'm gonna try eating differently. Maybe I'm gonna try some supplements. Maybe I'll try giving up my beloved Dr. Pepper. <laughs> there are things that you can do that can change your health really dramatically that don't come from a prescription pad and, and don't have involve a, a scalpel or a knife or anesthesia. Well, Kathy, I have one final question for you. Okay. And that question is, one thing somebody can do for their health. Track their symptoms, track your symptoms, track your symptoms. And then the other thing is learn to treat our bodies respectfully and, and feed our bodies the things that they need to be fed. So it's sort of, you know, double-sided. If you, if we learn to treat ourselves respectfully, you won't have too many symptoms to track. <laughs> exactly. And you know what, just being, doing that preventative, it, it, it's mm -hmm. all about prevention. Like don't wait until you get sick to do something about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like that would, that that's a whole it's, nother topic that I won't it get started is. on. I know, but if you're feeling crummy, look at what you've been eating. Have you been eating out every day for the last two months? I just want people to be able to work with a physician in the best way possible because we've not been taught how to manage in this new healthcare system. So tell me um, about how people can find you and just a little bit about your, your, at your, um, your business. So they can find me at Bodyguard Patient Advocates, and that's with an S, bodyguardpatientadvocates.com. And, you know, as I work with clients, I do an in-depth history with them before when we start. And then as they get ready for doctor's appointments, we spend 15 minutes pre prepping all of their symptom information and making sure they've got their questions. And in some cases, I go along to their doctor's appointments, either virtually on a lot of them, I go virtually, they take me on their phone and I wave at the doc and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm that other set of ears in that appointment. And then when the appointment's over, I write a debrief of that appointment. And then we spend, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. I do some research if something new has come up and say, here's what the research says about taking this pill. Here's what the research says about having this procedure. You know, here's what it says about your symptoms. What would you like to do? You know, what works for you? And I'm going to put all of Kathy's information in the show notes. So if you resonated with her today, please feel, please feel free to reach out to her. Or if you know somebody that needs a patient advocate, that needs that, that extra voice, please reach out to Kathy. I 
want to say thank you so much, Kathy. You have provided such wonderful information. I've learned a new, uh, some things today. So I just want to say thank you for being here and thank you for doing what you do, serving people. Thank you, Sydney. It's been great to be here with you. I've really enjoyed it. I look forward to our working together for a long time. Absolutely. Well, I just want you to have a beautiful rest of your day. You too. Hey, don't go just yet. If you like today's episode, please leave a review. This way, the message of health and wellness can get shared with others. If you ever want to hang out, you can find me on Instagram at Balance Health Now. Until next time, stay well. What specifically would you do that you aren't currently able to because your health condition is holding you back? Welcome to Balance Health Now podcast. I'm your certified functional nutrition health coach and host, Sydney Torres. My passion is helping moms with SIBO, aka small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, find their underlying root causes. My other passion is speaking to other health and wellness warriors who share the same vision, wellness for all. We chat all things A to Z on holistic health and wellness, providing holistic and science-based solutions to help you reclaim your health so you can live, feel, and transform into the best version of you. If you don't have your health, then what do you have? The first step is up to you. I release new episodes every Wednesday. Hope to see you inside. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only. The content should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure any medical or psychological disorder.